Hello and welcome to All Things Albion, the podcast dedicated to West Bromwich Albion. Please welcome my co-host back on the 23rd of October 2010 when West Brom beat Fulham 2-1. He was there and so was I. How are you, Steve? I'm fabulous, mate. Absolutely fabulous. Um, I think they've put the wheel sort of back on slightly. It's a bit loose, um, but it's tracking reasonable at the minute. A bit wobbly, but it's tracking. Yeah, we will uh, go into <laughs> we'll go into great detail on how West Brom's cart currently is. Um, but yeah, so just for that one, we uh, like I said, we beat Fulham two one in twenty ten. Malumbu and Fortune scored, and Scott Carson scored an own goal. So we scored all three goals that game. Scott Carson, quality, quality goal, terrible goalkeeper, still playing, isn't he? Playing for yeah, Man, City, Man City, collecting Man City, medals man. and doing absolutely nothing for it. Um, so we've got three games to discuss. Apologies, we didn't have a podcast last week. Things just were just mega busy. Just didn't get a chance to do one. And to be fair as well, it was just after the Sunderland loss. So it wouldn't have been a positive one anyway. It would have been another doom fest probably. Um, I, we, it, I, was, I was abducted by aliens again. I was. I'm just getting tired of it now. Uh, I'm going to get in touch with the Ministry of Defence about it. I'm, I'm getting a bit bored. With it. I think it's to prevent me being on this podcast. This podcast. Well, to be fair, we've got... So just a quick podcast update before we jump into the games. We're going to have this episode today, recording this on the 30th of April. And then we're going to have another episode after the Swansea game, um, a look at around about 11th of May, something like that. And that'll be the big sort of finale. We'll get John involved as well. So the three of us, uh, fingers crossed, we'll be able to sort of really look back at the season, dissect where it went right or wrong, depending on how the uh, last final day goes. And uh, and go from there. Well, if well, if it is the last game of the season, because obviously we've got to get into whether we're going to make the playoffs. If if we don't, then it will be. If not, obviously we'll have more episodes to react to. Hopefully, us winning the playoffs, but that'd be nice. But anyway, so let's jump in. Um, so the first, like I said, I want to breeze through the two other games because a little bit of old news now. But we lost two one to Sunderland, and then lost two 0 to Sheffield United, which is a real shame because had we have won either of these games, we would have been in the driving seat. Um, you know, we were in the playoffs, I think, or just outside the playoffs before the Sunderland game. Um, like I said, had we have won, would have gone, you know, into quite a strong position. Um, and I think now we'd be sitting pretty in the playoffs, but unfortunately, uh, lost both games, um, which is just, it's just a shame. But so firstly, what did you make of the Sunderland game, mate? I believe you were there, weren't you? Uh, yeah. Um, there you go. I think, uh, I think to be honest with you, mate, I, um, well, it's it, it's actually sort of like piggybacking on uh, on John's observations uh, a little bit in, in the, but it's it's only piggybacking from the point of view that I'm agreeing with his assessment. The team struggled uh, pretty much all season defensively, and it's sort of like got got behind got behind the scenes a little bit but sort of been disguised by the fact that we had that um that that uh, new manager bounce after uh, triple c came and joined us where we weren't conceding goals and uh, we hadn't conceded any goals in about 10 games or something like that and um and we'd won most of them obviously but uh, drawn a couple of them nil nil and and i think I think that disguises the fact that our defence has been deficient for the whole season, if I'm honest. And uh, and that was it's against Sunderland, um, defensively, uh, to to 
to lose our one nil lead, which had been hard fought, to be honest, um, to get one up, uh, which were, uh, you know, as a result of slightly sort of soft penalty, I suppose, really. But I, I think it was a penalty. Um, the way we defended after after that was just awful. I mean, uh, I can't remember. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember the Sunderland uh, player's name. I can remember it was Circuit or something like that who scored both goals. They left back, I think. And uh, But it wasn't that so much. It, it was how they got to where they were for him to be the one that poked him in the net. Um, the first one was a brilliant header, to be fair. But where, um, I think it was a Jay in Molumbia were the closest to him. Uh, and neither of them picked him up. He's just... Oh, let's have a little jump here. Oh, just nod it in the corner with nobody within about three or four yards of him. Uh, and also, the right winger, whoever that was, um, had crossed the ball and he was faced by two of our players. So two of our players couldn't stop the cross and then two of our players in the in the penalty area couldn't get anywhere near the bloke who rose like a salmon, um, well, a very short salmon, uh, and nodded into the top corner. I just thought to myself, oh, all right, then we don't want to play then again. We won nil up and we're going to defend like that. So I was a bit bitter and twisted, if, I'll, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah. Although I, I, I never boo, I, I don't boo. Um, but I was I was angry with that defending. Uh, and then that, and then the second goal, well, it was just criminal defending again. You know, we were, we'd got players all over the place, but we just weren't doing anything. Straight through, a uh, little intricate pass from one to circuit, and he just prodded into the uh, into the back of the net past Palmer. Oh, and to, to to lose that, I thought, well, there's a home game gone. I think that was that the first home game since about October that we've lost. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. And yeah. and I just thought, well, what a, what a what a day to defend. Yeah. So yeah, so I was furious. I walked out of there furious. Um, not a happy chap, chap at all. And then going on to the Sheffield United game, a game that looked like it was going to sort of fizzle out to a nil-nil draw. We had we'd missed a load of chances. Uh, I think we were the better team in the first half, but then unfortunately, TGH did a pretty poor pass back, uh, which the Sheffield United striker latched onto, and then I think he squared it, and then they went one nil up, and then we were sort of chasing chasing the game, stretched ourselves, and then conceded another one. Um, you know, I don't want to sort of be too critical of TGH because obviously he was visibly upset after the game but it, yeah another missed opportunity and it you know it did pile the pressure on for the Norwich game even if that might be a little bit too late now yeah um, I, once again we were in a position where we should have got a point out of that game at least yeah it's a shame we couldn't have got I mean if we got two points out of those games it, it's a shame that we you know because it would have been a completely different, you know, looking at the league now, which we will do in a second, it would just be in a, a completely different position. But anyway, let's move on to more recent proceedings. Uh, yesterday, we beat Norwich 2-1. Uh, initially went 1-0 down. <laughs> so I put a post out on Facebook and Twitter uh, criticising Connor Townsend. So all it was, he, got, he lost the ball, and then he's turning around, he's jogging back towards the goal, you know, and I was frustrated because I said something like, you know, he's our captain. He's not captain material. You know, he's just lost the ball jogging back. And pretty much as I pressed tweet and post, he's on Facebook and Twitter. He scored. Um, he scored that free kick. 
and I thought, oh, that's not going to age well. So I quickly deleted the Twitter post, but I forgot to delete it on Facebook. So I spent like the rest of the afternoon getting absolutely rinsed by everybody. But it's fair enough. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe he's done that to me. And it's funny because it, I've said this how many times, like, I'm going to stop posting because I end up looking like an idiot. And it's like perfect example. I criticised Jordan Hugel, then he scores two. I'm just going to stop doing it. Anyway, we managed to turn it around. Obviously, Connor Townsend getting the first goal. Then he was sort of instrumental in the second goal uh, with Jed Wallace. Um, and we turned it around, giving ourselves some hope. We've ended Norwich's hope. It was sort of the last two teams to, you know, whoever lost or if we drew, both were out. If one of us lost, that, that team was out. But the one that won had a little bit of a chance of getting in the um, playoffs. But yeah, it's a slim chance, but it is a chance, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's again now that Delia, Delia Smith, is never going to speak to me again. Um, you know, what can I say? She'll be so upset that that we stopped her chances of getting back into the Premier League. Having said that, um, Connor Townsend. It, I think probably that sort of like lack of uh, of being willing to go on a gut busting run to get back, or at least show signs of wanting to try and stop it, um, might have been the catalyst that made him um, sparked him into a bit of um, determination or a bit of extra determination, because there's no doubt about it. I mean, scoring the first and assisting with the second is is quite impressive for a left back, uh, and and that's the first time we've scored. A a, um, a freak a, a direct free kick goal. Um, well, for, well, ages. I mean, I can't remember. Twenty twenty against Everton or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was Everton. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was actually thinking about it. it was Pereira, wasn't it? Yeah. But it, yeah, so yeah, I mean, think about that. Direct, I think Connor first, Townsend's the best left back the West Brom have ever had. <laughs> well, that that Connor. That, I'm joking. <laughs> well, mate, that shows you're a young man. Um, <laughs> That honestly, I felt horrible saying that because, like, obviously, <laughs> poor Robinson. So, no, it's not true. I love and, Robinson and Derek Statham as well. But anyway, never mind. For my time, it was just a, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. But um, that was more prime. That was. But anyway, yeah, yeah, great, great. We 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 came back. Um, I mean, the same player, the Norwich player, could have got a fir- uh, the first goal in the game, and uh, you know, it could very very easily have been two two that game. But it wasn't, and uh, and yeah, and we won it. So that's given us. That's where the wobbly sort of like wheel being at least back on the spindle um, comes, doesn't it? Really, because it was, uh, and and we did play. We did play some decent football. We you know we played possession football. We didn't do too bad at all. But so so often, uh, and it's been just throughout again throughout the uh, the season. Even with Carlos um, at the helm, some of our passing, Malumbi's passing. Oh, he'd, he'd do something brilliant, win the ball, get into a great position, be available, running his lungs out, and then he'd get the ball and move forward, and then a short, a relatively short pass would go astray. And I just think, you know, if that kid, if that kid could sort out his passing and uh, just be a little bit calmer in possession of the ball, um, well, he'll be. He's got the makings of somebody who, especially if he stays here for a long period of time, could uh, could be one that we uh, cherish the memory of, if you like. But uh, who knows? Yeah, he's um, 
I mean, like, yeah, he just need. I mean, I don't want to criticise him because it sounds like we're picking him out and we're not because he's been one of our standout players this season. I think it was a time when the ball came across. It might have been Wallace who crossed it in. And he literally just missed the header. And it's like he just needs to tidy his game up that little bit. There's just that little bit of quality missing. But he's almost there. And I think he will turn out to be a decent player. I mean, what is he? 24. 24. You know, he's got plenty of time to improve. He's got a great engine. And uh, he's doing fantastically well. But let's go to have your say. Uh, Some really good comments this week. Thank you very much, everybody who commented. Uh, We'll go to Twitter. So, uh, Matt, at Matt S underscore one two one zero nine eight said can that free kick confirm that connor is now in fact connor carless with zero objection you're not going to hear any objection from me <laughs> no i mean i i still have my criticisms i mean look he did brilliantly yesterday but i i do hope that ashworth comes into the side next season if he's ready and does put pressure on him because i feel like he has had you know like i said yesterday he had a great game but he has had some poor games and he does feel like sometimes he can be a little bit complacent. And I feel that maybe it's because he never really had that person to sort of challenge his position. I know that we thought Peters would, but he's turned out to be more of a centre-half, hasn't he? And to be fair to him, to, be fair to Peters, done quite well. Um, but no, I can't dispute, you know, yesterday's performance. Second half, well, at the end of the first half and, and obviously the most of the second half, Conor Townsend was excellent. Yeah, which which shows you... Made me look like a right idiot. (laughs) Well, it shows you that he's got the potential to be a a game-changing left-back, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Which which then puts a bit of responsibility on his shoulders, of course, doesn't it? Well, if he can do it against Norwich, uh, who are towards the top end of the league, then we should be able to expect it uh, a lot more often than we get it, really. I know he's a a good kid and and he's... um, I I, I like him as our left-back. But you're right. I mean, he does need competition. And next season, I, I, I don't know. I can't see it being Eric Peters. No. Because I can't see him having the capabilities in his legs to do to do what Carlos is going to want of a left back. No, I like I said, I hope I hope Ashworth. Well, comes yeah. Well, I, I hope Dan Ashworth comes, but I don't. I can't see it. <laughs> yeah. He can play left back if he wants. <laughs> no, I don't want him to play left back. Oh, I want him to do what he used to do for us, but oh, of course no. he's at Newcastle. Weave his magic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at Brighton now, flying. Yeah. And yeah. who's created that? Who was at helm, you know, recruitment-wise, football technical, technical director-wise? And old pal Dan. Yeah, he's done. But yes, if his lad can come back and put a bit of um, pressure on and perhaps, I don't know, in the future, take over the, the number one at number three role, I'd be happy with that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's a few comments that are really good comments. We really appreciate it. Thank you. But we're going to sort of defer them to our next episode. The reason is, is like I said, you know, myself, Steve and John, and we're going to review the whole season, whether it's a good season or a bad season. You know, we're going to look back and pick pick key moments out where things went right, things went wrong. You know, really sort of go in depth into the weeds, do a deep dive, as I like to say, get our snorkels on. Um, so Paul Garbert's comment, um, he said, which points dropped this season were most disappointing? Pick two or three games each as a discussion. That is a fantastic topic point. Thank you so much, Paul. And we will do that on our next episode. Um, Alex said, can you discuss Carl and Grant? I admit we have had our issues before, but generally think the last few games he's looked better out on the left. Um 
What's your thoughts on, on Carl and Grant? Obviously, once again, in our next episode, we're going to go through the whole team and talk about who we want to stay and who we want to leave and things like that. But, I mean, he has done better. He's been disappointing. And I think we had, we were definitely critical of him last season, even though he did was our top scorer with 18 goals, which, to be fair to him, this season, no one's got anywhere near. I mean, what's BTA on? Eight goals? Seven goals? And he's our top I scorer. Think, I, think, I think he's on seven, and two, And I think it's... Uh... I think um, DK's uh, on nine. Oh, is it? No, he's not on that. Is he that much? I think so. It's a, oh, okay. But I anyway, so. I thought I thought BTA was our top scorer. But anyway, so any and to be fair to him, you know, out on the left we've had we have no other options. Obviously, Dean Garner's injured. All Brighton's decided that I don't know he's not a footballer anymore. I mean, there was that post, wasn't there, saying his daughter didn't realise he was a footballer? Well, <laughs> we don't either. <laughs> you know, so everyone's been. Disappointing. Obviously, Phillips is injured as well. So, Colin Grant's had to make that position his own. And to be fair, I mean, he's not been spectacular, but he, he has done a job over there, hasn't he? Yeah, the only reason he's there is because there's nobody else available. Yeah. Maybe because at least it keeps Wallace on the right. And that's, that's I mean, in my opinion, that's the only reason he's there. Because, I mean, the, the his performances, I mean, we could have been one up in two minutes. Um. If he could sort of knock one in from three yards, uh, I, can't, I can't remember because we look because we're looking back at, uh, at two games with red and white stripes. I can't let me remember which one it was now. I can't remember <laughs> whether it was Sunderland or whether it was bloody Sheffield United. I think it was Sheffield United. But, but but he was he was right right on the far post. Ball was absolutely dropped to him perfectly, and uh, you know he can't even convert from there. This is a bloke who got, who got eighteen goals, as you say, uh, last season. In the championship, and uh, and he's, he's largely sort of like not not being a part of the of the squad. He doesn't he doesn't do enough. He doesn't alter games for me. He doesn't mm. change games. And I I like I like players who change games. You know, and, and a lot of our players can actually do it. I think, um, but he ain't one of them. Um, I think it's a discussion of of where does he actually play because, you know, he's supposed to be this sort of like goal scoring player um but then obviously it operates from the left even though i'm pretty sure his stronger foot is his right i know that the whole sort of you know theory is he's supposed to cut in on his right and shoot but i don't know it's it's an odd one he, he, he seems almost like a man without a position because he doesn't seem to suit a striker role and he doesn't almost suit a left wing role so it's I don't know, a bit of an odd one to try and fit him in somewhere well again you know i don't like to i don't like to rip uh, anybody who wears the uh sacred stripes but he looks like a man without a mission to me mm, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about man without a position yeah I don't know about that it, but he, he's got a position and, and having wherever you play on a football pitch where the manager puts you you um, you do better than your level best you know what I mean you, yeah, you yeah. these are your teammates it's like, it, it, okay he's not from West Bromwich so he's not busting a gut because he's a local lad um, but these are his teammates. These are the people he trains with every day. These are his his pals, presumably. Um, and and I don't see. I mean, I've seen a slight uplift in the amount of effort we get from him in the last couple of three games. Since well, since he's come back in, he's looked a little bit more determined, shall we say? But he's just not good enough for anywhere. It's just not because as a left winger, he doesn't alter games. He doesn't doesn't do it enough. As a centre forward, he never challenged for headers, and and everybody said, well, he's not a centre forward. Or, or and I'm thinking, well, why did we buy him? 
because he scored 19 goals for Huddersfield, presumably. I think um, I get I get the impression what I've I don't heard know. was that Billich really wanted him. I don't yeah. know if that's true. I don't know. He's, he's ended up not being the best signing, has he? Especially for the money we paid for him. Uh, Semi Ujayi, this is uh, at Tonky Towers. Thank you for your comment. He says Semi Ujayi has improved game by game since returning, and his performance today versus Norwich was close to being man of the match. Palmer in goal has really steadied the defence. I agree with that. I said at the time when Griffiths was dropped, it was a little bit harsh, but felt like Palmer is the better goalkeeper right now. Um, and his influence seems to have steadied the defence a little bit, hasn't it? Because Ajoy has got better. I mean, he was awful against QPR and awful the game before that. I can't remember who it was against, but he seems to have got a little bit more assured as the weeks have gone on. Well, he was good. Um, he, he was a, a, a towering... Uh, presence at the back against Norwich. Yeah, definitely. It's the best game he's had for us since he came back from his injury. Um, and yeah, he looked he looked like the uh, the real deal. I, I was very impressed with uh, Jay. I, I liked his uh, I liked his speed on because uh, we know he's really fast and uh, and he, he's got these great big long legs that cover the ground really really uh, well. Uh, and he got us out of a, a pickle a couple of times. Got himself out of a pickle on one occasion, as I remember. But uh, yeah, and in the air, he, he was a towering, as I say, uh, presence at the back there. So, he's yeah, got he's, the he's got better. Hasn't he? uh, yeah, and I think, I think he probably is a player who needs good players around him to bring the best out of him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because we lack O'Shea uh, and because we'd got, um, we hadn't got Palmer in there, in there initially right at the start of his uh, comeback, if you like, it probably did affect him a little bit, to be fair. Um so, but yeah, he is much, much improved, and, and I agree with um, with Tonky about that. To be fair, yeah. Uh, going to the WBA voice, uh, he, they said discuss Colin Grant for sure, but also John Swift and Jed Wallace, the signings that everyone had the high expectations for. Um, they've been a bit of hit and miss, haven't they? I know that Jed Wallace did well initially. Um, I know he got some criticism. Um, recently because he sort of hadn't contributed a lot in terms of goals or um, assists. Obviously, he scored yesterday against Norwich. How would you rate those two? You know, like, once again, we're going to go into a deep dive on the next episode, but how would you rate them? Have you been happy with their contribution? A little bit disappointed? You know, which one would you have preferred sort of to give a bit more? Or Well, it, it, it's indicative of our entire our entire squad, really, um, and our entire season is. There's been a little bit of hit and miss, yeah, in their performances. And um, but what I would say is, then having said that, you've got to look at um, perhaps why. You know, what are the reasons for that? Well, Swifty, um, he's our number ten, and I've said this before. Yeah, uh, there's there's nobody even close to him. I think probably Rogic has got the skill, but he just hasn't got the. He just hasn't got the will. Yeah, would you let him go at the end of the season, Rogic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he said no. He's uh, if I could get rid of Rogic, uh, there's he's a certainty I'd want him out the door, and um, and Grant, I want him out the door. Uh, in fact, I, I wish we'd kept Robinson rather than him and Grant. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I and I'm not I'm not saying I mean, I don't know, but I'm not saying he's pulled any trees up where he's gone, like you know, um, Cardiff. Yeah, he's going to Cardiff. I mean, they've like absorbing most of our players, and they uh, Cardiff. Yes, yeah, Sawyer's, but, Kipre, Robinson. Yeah, and so 
Well, there's there's three straight away. So, yeah, so at least now he's cemented his role. And now I think uh, Triple C has actually sorted his head out with regards to what our forward line is. Um, instead of keep oh, all Brighton. I mean, when he came on yesterday, I thought, oh, he's, he's, he's going to sort it out, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. What he brought four players on, didn't he, uh, the, um, the Norwich manager? Yeah, David Wagner. Yeah, I said at the time, I said we need to react to this. I, you know, because before Triple C's had some sort of um, criticism for just sort of waiting and you know waiting for things to happen and then reacting when it's too late. And I did say on Twitter and Facebook, you know, we need to react to this now because it's going to change the game. Like four players coming on at once, like that's a big change of you know energy, isn't it? For them, the it was opposition. the last roll of the dice, wasn't it? For yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, I, I saw that. I saw that that you uh, you said, um, obviously, and um, and I thought, yeah, he's right, really. And and then I, and then I thought to myself, well, when all Brighton comes on, he'll sort it out. We don't need anybody else. He's because uh, I mean, his little girl don't know he's a footballer, and yet he'd said that one of the reasons he came to West Brom and left Leicester was so that he's because his family wanted to see him play, except his daughter who don't know he's a footballer. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being deliberately down. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to be a little bit sort of joke, <laughs> jokey, jokey, and light-hearted about all of this, really. But I'm coming across as a bit of a doom merchant. And <laughs> everyone's, everyone's taking hammering today. Steve's <laughs> taking no prisoners. <laughs> but it, you know, it. I, I think I'm probably sort of. Uh, I know what you mean. I, mirror, I, mirroring, mirroring the mood a, a little yeah, bit. So. I think. I think. I think how how we feel is it's like it's great that we beat Norwich. But it's just really disappointing because, I mean, like, we have got a chance. Like, we're going to talk about it in a second. We have got a chance of getting the playoffs. But it's just such a shame that we're not in the driving seat like we would have been had we have made more of a fist of the two games that we had, you know, Sunderland and Sheffield United. If we'd have, like I said, got a point out of each, we'd just be in a completely different position. It's just a shame. Considering where we were, you know, when Carlos came in, which was bottom of the league after Uncle Steve's bloody debacle. I mean, you're right in what you say. I'm not not saying you're not, you're wrong, it, but it goes back further than that. I mean, you know, pre um, pre Rotherham, we'd got this this great opportunity. Yeah, QPR we? as well. You know, in the Easter weekend, you know, we got this great opportunity and at that time. Had we been able to foresee what's going on now, we'd be about bloody fourth. Yeah, I think I think the thing is if though, got, if I imagine could've... most teams could say that. Like, we're, like, how many teams have stumbled? Like we've all been. No, they couldn't. Oh, no, well, they then. couldn't. <laughs> we had that opportunity. Yeah, we, we did. Have, if we were playing teams at the bottom of the league, and Easter weekend we got this wonderful opportunity, and then we've got some t- some tougher games coming up, and we've done better in the tougher games than we have in, in against the bottom of the league. It, it, oh, I don't know. So frustrating being a baggie. It's the hope that kills you. Oh, no, and they couldn't. They couldn't. You know, they couldn't just let the season go. We've had to like. Keep well, I've altered. I've made, hooks. Su- <laughs> I've made a subtle alteration in our sort of alternative motto. I have. I've, I've actually had the, the the bottle, if you like, to uh, to sort of doctor the the ancient Latin language and say "semper to sodin fallent." <laughs> you know, <laughs> every bloody season, "semper to sodin fallent." Yeah. Anyway, after that now, it's all up. There's no yeah. more down. No negativity now. It's all negativity. banter from in on. Negativity is negative. Yeah. We're negative on the negativity. Right. So, 
let's hear from Carlos and then let's go into can we make the playoffs? The golden question that we've been asking for bloody weeks now. So, Triple C uh, was talking to WBA.co.uk. Uh, he said, today was an important to not be focused on the other results and just focus on ourselves. We showed a lot of commitment in the game. Our job was to win because if we didn't, we knew the consequences were. We now arrive to the last game of the season, still with an option to get to where we want to be. And I think I have to give the players a lot of credit for that. I said to the players before the game that before our first game against Sheffield United, we only had 14 points from 17 games. And we were bottom of the table. Defeat at Sheffield United on Wednesday left us two points off the top six. But I said to the players that I didn't think the job was done. We had to try and climb the table today and put the club in the best position possible heading into the last game of the season. To win today was really important. The fact that we play on Wednesday and Sunday and our opponents play last Saturday says a lot about the mentality of our players. We finished the game today in the best possible way and I have to give a lot of credit to the effort they were giving. Competing how they were competing was very positive. The only thing we can do now is prepare for our last game of the season and be focused on that. Our position in the table is similar to Swansea and we know that they are a very good team. As soon as you have one minimum possibility, you need to fight. We still have a chance and we need to kill for this chance now. So basically, there's a lot of different connotations, but for us to get promoted, we need to beat Swansea for Blackburn to get no more than four points in their last remaining two games. Um, and for Millwall and Blackburn to draw or Blackburn to win if they get a negative result against Bluton and for Sunderland to lose or draw against Preston. So I think the best route or the, mo the route that makes sense to me is we need Luton to beat Blackburn and then we need Blackburn to beat Millwall and then we need Sunderland to lose or draw against Preston. There is obviously other ways of doing it. Well, that's probably the most easiest way of explaining it. Uh, a somewhat of a chance going into the last game, which I think, given the, how the season's gone, given the context, <laughs> it's you know it's pretty impressive that we've still got a chance, isn't it? Well, yes and no. <laughs> there we go. The negativity is creeping back. No, in. no, no, no. It's not. It's just on one hand, I think. God, can you believe that? Everybody says this, you know, you see it written about a million times a day, or perhaps that's a slight exaggeration, um, that they can't believe we're even where we are uh, because we had, uh, you know, such a, yeah, such a poor show. Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve in charge for the first sort of what seemed like an eternity. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure I was about 40 when he came in, wasn't he? And, um, and, and now... We, we are in a completely different, we've got a completely different thing on our mind, of course. But you look, and again, you, you, look at, you look at that opportunity that we have had, and we've got ourselves into a really complicated mess. I mean, our, my, my black country head can't get me, can't get round it, or, if I'm honest. I'm, it's, I, I, managed it, I managed it in the Great Escape season, all, all the permutations, and, and, and it all came off for us. What I've said is, what we need to do if we're going to get into sixth place in the playoffs is just get there on the last day of the season on a, on the end of a run of yeah. about, well, I didn't say how many games, a few games, I think I've said, because then you get into sixth place on the last day of the season with momentum. Yeah. And everyone's well, just excited at the fact that you've got into the playoffs. Like, Yeah. Well, the best we can do 
is to get into sixth place in the last game of the season, having won two games, because we've got to win against Swansea for it to be a goer. Mm. Now, that's not quite the momentum. Oh, and I also said on top of that, that if we do that, we'll get to Wembley. So that my prediction under those circumstances has gone for a shit, really. Um, because we, the best we can do is a, is a run, if you like, of two, and that don't really count. So there's not really carrying much momentum in, in, in the way that I meant it. Yeah. So, but, but having said that, if we can get into, if we can get into the playoffs, um, well, it, it's now I'm not so confident about we'll get to Wembley because we, are, we haven't done it the way that I would have been yeah, confident. Yeah. Um, we'd have won like five games in a row. Yeah, if we, you know, if we, as it turns out, it wouldn't have been necessary for us to win five games in a row, really. Yeah, but, but if we had, had yeah, yeah. if we had actually won the last five games or the, the last four games, and we win against Swansea, we'd be higher than sixth, I think. Yeah, 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 we um, would, yeah, yeah, we would definitely. We'd be so, knocking on Middlesbrough's door, I think. Well, we'd, we'd certainly be sort of like, I don't know, fifth at, 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 at the least. So, yeah. so really, my prediction is is not right. It's it's not going to work out. However, of course. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because it's possible. It, it's possible. I mean, I didn't think it, the great escape could happen. It does mimic a lot of the great escape, doesn't it? The fact that, you know... Well, we're, we're in that position. But the thing is, it shows you how our fortunes have changed. Yeah. You know, because the great escape, the great escape, we needed all of these permutations to happen, to stay in the Premier League. And here we're talking about not staying in the Premier League. Yeah, getting, in the, get in, getting in a position where we've got a chance to get in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, try, yeah. To, to try and get in the top six in the championship, and it's a low quality championship. Yeah, you know. So, so we, but if we do, then let's hope we. And I hope we do for Carlos's sake, if nothing else, because um, yeah. it would be it would be mission accomplished for him to get in the playoffs, wouldn't it? If you think about it, to win the playoffs and get into the Premier League, you can't possibly imagine that that's going to happen. Well, to be but, fair to Carlos, sorry to interrupt you, but to be fair to Carlos, I think when he first came in, mate, we were just happy to stay up. If you remember yeah. our conversations, yeah, yeah, we we, we felt if we I mean, if the lump if the lump had stayed with us uh, and, and hadn't been sort of turfed out to I don't know watch cricket in the Caribbean or wherever he went, um, I think we I think we probably would have gone down to be honest with you. We were awful. Oh no, we got fourteen points at the first seventeen oh. games. Well, if I'd have had more time, more time. <laughs> he wants time. He wants about he wants about fifteen years. That's like <laughs> on the rock. And I'm not talking about Gibraltar. Horrendous. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be exciting. We're all going to be bricking it. Just, I just hope, like I said... Oh, yeah, I just bricked it. Yeah, I just oh, hope God. we get into... Like, beat Blackburn, and then it's just like, pure excitement on the last day. But we'll see. Anyway. Um, we need disaster call here in my office. I've just bricked it. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, so let's go to Jake Livermore. He penned a a pretty nice letter to the fans um, because it's been confirmed that he's leaving the club after being, was it seven years he's been with us? Six and a half, isn't he? Six and a half years. Um, yeah, because he was signed in January, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, after six and a half years, he's leaving the club. Uh, he said he hopes the fans can sort of accept him as an honorary baggie. He said it's been, you know, along the lines of been great being at the club uh i want to go quickly to have your say genic 10 they said reflection on wba career of our captain mr livermore high point standout point performances career stats etc would be good as he is on the way out to show him a little bit of love 
I'll be a little bit controversial. Um, look, it's great. He's a great bloke, by the sounds of it, and, you know, we wish him well. And if he wants to be an honorary baggy, that's fantastic. You know, it's it's nice that players are sort of showing that, you know, um, love to the fans, I suppose. But saying that, and I have to be honest and say how I feel, because I know it's not going to be popular, but as I know, do I, do I categorise Livermore in the same way that I feel about Darren Moore or James Morrison or Chris Brunt? No, I don't. I feel like he's somebody who has never really contributed a fat lot. You know, I look back to when he first come at the club, you know, what a few years in, whatever it's, ta- you know, the whole taxi gate situation. Last season, he took, he got a lot of red cards. I don't know. It, it, see, the, the thing is, you know, I've seen the sort of words banded around like legend and, and you know, and all this sort of stuff. And I, I just, I just don't feel that way about Livermore. I think, you know, and people are saying, oh, he's been so loyal because he's been at the club for six and a half years. Has he really had any other options? You know, has there, has there ever, ever been a club that's come in and said, we want Jake Livermore and offered 20 million quid for him, which we accepted. And then he said, no, no, I love West Brom, we want to stay. I don't know. I feel a bit like he's somebody who, you know, has seen to get contract renewal after contract renewal without really offering a lot. You know, he obviously got dropped under Sam Allardyce. He got dropped under Carlos Corbran. And... I was really disappointed with his performances last year and earlier this year. You know, he never really contributed a lot. But saying that, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like I said, he seems like a nice bloke. And um, he's been at the baggies for six and a half years. So that deserves some credit. But like I said, I don't sort of, I don't feel the, you know, sort of pull to be like, oh, thank you for everything, Jake. You've been amazing. Because I just don't think he has. I think... When I when I think of Jake Livermore, I think of players like Nigel Quasi. He's a great lad. They're great lads. And Nigel is a baggy. Mm. Um, and his kids are baggies, I think. Um, and he comments quite frequently on Twitter as, as such. And a great lad, one of us. You know, I know I'm happy with that. Mm. And for Jake to be a baggy, he's not an honorary baggy. If he wants to be a baggy, he's a baggy. Yeah, There's nothing true. honorary about it. Um, he can support them. He can support the baggies um, like anybody can if they want to. If if they have stout hearts of oak and can put up with it, uh, then he's welcome to join the merry band. Um, but now, is it that merry? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get merry tonight. Um, <laughs> but, but it's for me. Uh, what I would put it like this, and I, I, I am not going to be disparaging about him. Uh, because you know it's he's he's leaving us. No, I agree. And that's and, what I was trying I, not to be in my assessment. No, no. But, I th- but the other thing is, on a podcast or in a in a a, a news article, if if you're a journalist, uh, like some of our esteemed um, fans are, shall we say, um, do you tell yeah. the truth, or do you you know you speak it? Do you speak it out of um, emotion? I've always been a bit of a factual dude as far as the baggies are concerned because they're so close to my heart. I have to see it as I call it, or call it as I see it, should I say. And what I, what I say is, if you're asked this question, has Jake been better for the Albion than Albion has been better for Jake? Um, and again, you know, he's been with us for six and a half years and... He joined us in the Premier League. I think Pulis it was who was at the helm when he came yes, in. Yes, it was, yeah. He came from Hull in January and 
Albion has been really, really good to Jake, for Jake and to Jake. And and he's a he's a good character. He's a great bloke. All the reports are he's fabulous around. All the fans say the same things as well. Like he was he's time lovely. To he always takes time to talk to the kids uh, and and the, the people who want signatures on their programs, etc. Whatever, whatever. Great, fantastic. But on the pitch, um, I remember the most singular thing that I can remember that was seeing him score one um, against Tottenham. Against Tottenham. Yeah. I was I was up there with um, quite close family, to be fair, um, and he popped that one in to, for us to win one nil uh, when there was the remote, and we all thought it, there was an absolutely remote possibility. That Wasn't it Pulis and then Pardew, and then we finally yeah. got Darren Moore in Darren to Moore. sort everything out? Yeah, and and um, he popped that one in, and he was well, he, he was he was. He achieved godhood then because he popped that winning against Tottenham. And, of course, mm. you know, we beat Tottenham at home and it, there was just this still faint, faint glimmer of hope, which I think it faded later the same day or certainly the next week. Um, but so now, I, once again, I would much rather have the money that was spent on his contracts over that six and a half year period had been spent on somebody who was going to score goals for us. Or who was going to change games dramatically for us on a more frequent basis, uh, I, I, and I'm sure again those statisticians that exist in our fan base might tell me otherwise, but I just don't think he ever changed games uh, in a positive way often enough for me to remember him in the same way that uh, Mozart did or Brunter. Yeah. In in this sort of like contemporary era. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. certainly, if I look further back. Uh, you know, uh, no, no way. When I think of the bomber and and Jeff and Laurie and <laughs> Cyril and these are legends of the club. Yeah, yeah. He's never going to be that. He's uh, but he'll be a stout, a stout um, member of various squads. Uh, but when I look at the squads that he was a member of, well, all I see, to be honest with you, there is a decline. Mm, I was going to say, you know, maybe he's been unlucky. The fact that his time with West Brom has been a decline you know from 2016 we always say don't we from 20 sort of 16 onwards we've we've well probably even before that really like 2013 wasn't it but since we drew 5-5 man united we've been on a decline and obviously he's been there a long uh, you know a, a big part of that i'm not saying it's his fault but it's just no. the time he's at the club um yeah, but anyway absolutely. like i said we wish him well for whatever he does in the future obviously you know i'll clap him if he comes up the hawthorns and I'm sure the fans will as well. From what from what I understand, he's a great bloke, and I wish him all the very, very best for Absolutely. him and his family, health wise, prosperity wise, etc. Um, whatever. But no, he's not a legend for me. No, I agree. So let's look forward to our game against Swansea. Tough, tough game. Um, I just hope we win this game. You know, if we do, if we win and we don't get in the playoffs, then hey ho. But I just hope we don't, for the want of a better word, bottle it because I just feel like we've had real good opportunities and we bottled it. So hopefully, you know, the players can put one last effort in to try and push for the playoffs and, and get the results and then see what happens. It'd just be a shame if we would have got in if we'd have won, but we drew or something like that. I just think it'd be a real shame. Well, for everything to work, whatever the permutations are... It we need to win. win, yeah. So therefore, each and every one of them players in that team, squad, that match day squad against Swansea, Need to have that firmly in their head because every single baggies fan is looking at them 
saying, win this game. Because you've let us down time and time and time again when it mattered. So you better bleep, 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 win this bugger. Bloody hell, I don't want to know <laughs> what those small words were. <laughs> it was No, it was the letters, mate. Oh, right, OK. Uh, it should be another three bleeps on the end of it, actually. <laughs> because that would be seven. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. But anyway, um, it's a massive game. Looking forward to it, mate. Um, you know, I, I think from a neutral point of view, it must be so like interesting to watch because like so many clubs still involved that could get in the playoffs. Um, to the neutral. Yeah, to the neutral. That's what to I mean, the ne- yeah. And I'm not talking about those who are disappointed that they're getting relegated or those in the yeah, championship yeah. or those that are disappointed because they ain't made the play. But to a football neutral who has got any interest in the championship, which is, let's face it, the most exciting league. It's more exciting than that one that we want to get into. Christ. Oh, no. They just offer oh, a lot of money. God. I mean, yeah, it's just the well, You don't want to go up there for anything but money, do you, really? Um, to be honest, in my bag of chips, really. But, I'll, you know, I'll go, of course, because this is my team. But, you know, what we need is real die for the shirt. You know, John Wyle uh, against Ipswich in 1978. Blood all over the foreheads. Blood running down, of dripping off the chin because of a clash of heads with our future manager. Um, you know, let's let's die for that shirt one last time. And and at least then, if we don't get into the playoffs, we'll have finished on three wins. And it's it's for the players, it's for the, the fans. Our away support is, I don't care what anybody says, our away support is second to none in the nation. It's the best away support in the country. I don't care. I don't care what the statisticians will tell you, but they are. Yeah, they're agreed. They're my, uh, they're my compatriots, and I love them to bits. I love the way they support the uh, the baggies away. So give them something at the end of the season for at least to say we won three of the last games, three the three last games, and they give us a great win away to Swansea. Wouldn't it be nice to dominate the game as well? How long's it been? Hull wasn't it? Uh, Hull at home five two. Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great to dominate the first game that we've played since then? Oh, we might, we might have beat um, Rotherham three nothing as well. So, uh, but let's let's dominate a game is all I'm saying, please. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time, mate. Like I said, next time we speak, hopefully West Brom will be in the playoffs. Um, if not, we'll be doing a review of the season and looking back at where it all went wrong. Um. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, you can. You know, if you want to see me uh, make an arse of myself by saying something, then quickly, swiftly being contradicted by whatever happens on the field of play. I should say that West Brom are crap and we're going to lose against Swansea because then we might win. That's what I'm <laughs> Just select. Just select your posts. Yeah. My God, that was rubbish. And then if it gets old, it gets old the right way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm going to do is vague with my posts, not sort of pinpoint a certain thing, just say, that was bad. Well, like, this is good. <laughs> yeah, that that is good. Then, Everybody then, loved that one. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, what a, what yeah. a great, you get what, loads of likes what a great on that follow. <laughs> You get a million likes on that one. This is bad. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Rubbish. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you want to have intriguing posts like that, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at MikeyWBFC, Mike from All Things Albion. 
and on facebook if you search for all things albion you'll find us over there and as always um if you enjoyed our negative then slightly positive and then turns into just having a laugh um podcasts and if you could subscribe on your podcast platform of choice whatever you're listening to on right now just make sure you subscribed and if you aren't please do because it really helps the podcast out but anyway come on you baggies let's beat swansea let's get in the playoffs so we can all stress for a few weeks longer always a pleasure to talk to you steve thanks a lot mate boing boing come on you baggies bloody hell <laughs> sorry for anyone's got headphones on